Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Friday, May 27th. A Friday right before the Memorial Day weekend. I get the sense that people are already out traveling. Exciting time with most schools around here, at least, already being out. So kids are excited. Um, I'm excited. Very special remembrance. Again, um, it is to honor those that have given the ultimate sacrifice in our military uh, for our freedoms. And if you go back over history, it's an awful lot. I recall last year that I went through a story that I'm very familiar with on one of my deployments, and that was um, General John Kelly's recount of his Marines in Ramadi. And so I think on the second half of the show, it received a, a lot of good vibes. I think it's a good story that talks about the type of American across all the services that are out there tonight protecting us and, and those also that have given their life for us. And I think it's important to remember that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Nebraska's own Corporal Dagan Page and his sacrifice as well. Um, so that's what the show will be about, and um, rightfully so. We won't have a show on Memorial Day, so uh, if I don't say it again, I wish you all the best weekend and a Memorial Day where you can remember what America's all about and the sacrifices just to get us to this point, folks. We also have uh, Greg Osborne on from the Lincoln Memorial Day Observance Association, and he's going to be talking about all the events in Lincoln this weekend in Lancaster County as well as um, the cause that he's behind. Greg, I want to welcome you to Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, thank you so much, Commander. Uh uh, for the opportunity to be on your show to honor and remember our veterans at three Memorial Day events, uh, Memorial Day here that we're involved in. Yeah, I know you're the co-chair of the Lincoln Memorial Day Observance Association, but for those of the listeners that aren't familiar with it, can you talk a little bit about your guys' mission? Well, our mission is is to honor and remember um, those that have made the ultimate sacrifice, but we also uh, in the evening, remember all of the veterans that have served in the past that have passed away since last Memorial Day. So, so there is a little bit of an extension to what the true Memorial Day was established for. Wow, that's actually pretty humbling. It's not something, I guess, um, you know, I've only been retired, what, four years, five years now. Um, but often I think in these big holidays, um, and of course, you know, I will talk about stories of, of people, um, from recent conflicts, but of course it dates all the way back and it's a little bit humbling and, and good to know that your organization tracks folks that have served from the last Memorial Day. Um, because yeah, I mean, day by day we lose veterans and, and there's always a sacrifice, um, whether, you know, you gave that sacrifice on duty and, and gave your life for our freedoms. Or as time goes on, you know, veterans just, you know, pass away like it happens, right? So that's pretty cool. It's neat to hear that you guys do that. That's kind of that's kind of uh, life, you know, and as conflict and uh, World War II 
very few of those veterans left. Uh, we have our um, our conflict that we had in uh, Vietnam that um, a great deal of controversy of when they come home, which was was um, a terrible thing to happen, and hopefully will never ever happen again. Um, but those people are all aging, and um, they're suffering from uh, some of them. We had a, a dear friend uh, passed away not too long ago from Agent Orange, uh, and there was a lot of uh, Vietnam veterans that were uh, exposed to that. Uh, and so it gives just a personal note here. I I did not serve. My brother served, and I have many of my family members um, that were that served. But this is my opportunity to say thank you to you, Jack, for your service. It is a deep honor to to be able to be um, on your show. It's a deep honor to be able and extremely humbling, as you said, to to honor and remember the veterans. Um, that have died, and also to to reflect on the current men and women that are serving and ask for God's protection on them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, as you know, and I think that uh, one of the things that is always interesting, I think all of us that have served probably at some point in time run into somebody that says, you know, I, I would like to help, how can I help? And, and I always answer a question with the question, I say, well, what can you do? Meaning, um, you don't, it doesn't have to be big. Some people do big things. Some people, um, you know, it's, it's just sometimes on the street, just finding out somebody's a veteran and having a conversation with them. Like anything that you can do helps because there is a unique sacrifice. And I think that, um, you know, when you go into Memorial Day, and someone has passed on. I know for me and my experiences on active duty, the families then become a focus and they have a tremendous suffering and, you know, initial shock. But as time goes on, like any death, um, you know, they begin to grieve and then deal with it. But to me, those families live on right with this great sacrifice that has been made by a husband a wife a son or a daughter and i just always feel like anything we can do to remember um their sacrifice which is that son or daughter um husband wife mother father um we really owe it to him. I noticed that your organization, the Lincoln Memorial Day Observance Association, has been around since 1950, 72 years. <laughs> been around a while. <laughs> yeah, it has. And um, um, we've been here at Wayuka. Uh, I think they've been doing this program since the late 70s. Uh, but there's there's been uh, there's there's a group of of veterans. And, and a few active military members that go around. They start at 4 o'clock in the morning, and they go around to all the cemeteries uh, in Lincoln and Lancaster County, um, you know, and uh, have a short 10-15-minute uh, program. And they, they, they start at, at, like I said, 4 o'clock in the morning, and then they're here sometimes out of breath at 
at 8.30 to help us with our celebration here at Wayuka, which is kind of the start of three. And then we get done here at Wayuka, we all rush down to the parking lot, jump in our cars, and rush out to Lincoln Memorial to get out there for that event. And then we get a little bit of breather before the evening event at 7.30 at uh, the Veterans Garden at Antelope Park. Um, and this year we're reading um, just under 500 names of of veterans that have passed away since last Memorial Day in Lincoln and Lancaster County. And, you know, that, that number varies uh, sometimes between four and 600 um, veterans that have died that we've been doing this. And I've been part of this committee for about 14, 15 years now. Um, and it's, like I said, it's just a, a great honor. Most of the people on our committees are veterans. Uh, and um, and to listen to their story uh, is extremely humbling to to see and understand what some of them go through and have gone through um, is, you know, it, it's extremely heartfelt, uh, passionate. It's kind of hard to describe what they have, but uh, sure. I feel just extremely blessed to be part of this committee and to have this opportunity. It's just one of many ways that you can give back. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and it is, like you say, it doesn't take very much. You know, an hour, once a month is what our committee meets. We start in January and work through to one a month till now. And yeah, there's some things that you got to do after that meeting. But we, we managed to put together those three events for that. You know, get speakers and singers, tap players. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the three events. I'll run through at least the highlights, and then you know, for someone that may kind of be unfamiliar with these things, um, I mean, I'm looking at the events, and I, I see such great things going on. But again, at Wyoka Cemetery and Funeral Home at eight thirty, um, there is a program uh, which is the first one. Then you move over to Lincoln Memorial Park at eleven thirty, and then in the evening at Veterans Memorial uh, Garden in Antelope Park. Um, 7.30, you have one. So somebody in the morning, and of course I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm, humbled's not the right word. I mean, I hate to say I'm giggling a little bit, but I think it's cool. I'm giggling in a cool way because the first event is a wreath casting, casting, excuse me, honoring those lost at sea. And as a Navy guy, that's such a tradition. And uh, we're in the middle of Nebraska, so that's why I'm giggling. But yeah, walk us through some of the things that are going to go on, you know, in that program. Well, um, at Wyuka, we start off with, um, uh, as you said, casting the wreath at the pond at, at 8.30. But then also after that, uh, we have a parade that marches uh, from the historic stables uh, at the west end of, of the property up to the GAR circle, which is the oldest soldier circle in in uh, Wayuka. And uh, that's where we have our our program. Um, and um, we have uh, uh, presenting the colors, uh, singing the national anthem, our pledge, and then our program kicks off. Um, and um, uh, the adjutant general, major general, um, Bohack, Daryl Bohack, is going to be our keynote speaker for both the, um, 
Lincoln Memorial and Wayuka. Um, but then we move over to Wayuka and, or excuse me, move over to Lincoln Memorial and we have another reef tossing in, into their pond. And then we have um, uh, the uh, American riders uh, come down on their motorcycles and the grand entrance of that to do that. And the two programs are fairly similar um, for Wayuka and Lincoln Memorial. And then it's much different in the evening. We have a candlelight service where I said, you know, we were reading the names of a, close to 500 people this year. Um, and uh, uh, Sandra Washington, city councilwoman, Sandra Washington will be uh, the keynote speaker there for them. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the things I see on here, too, folks, if you go out there is um, you have a heck of a ceremony that's uh, really steeped in tradition of the United States military and honoring our fallen. But what you'll notice is Lincoln Fire and Rescue and Lincoln Police Department uh, will be out there doing the honor guard and, you know, showing the colors, uh, which, you know, for us, that's the the flag of the United States. Um, but also their pipe and drum from Lincoln and Fire Rescue. And then, you know, to have this mix of uh, VFW folks involved in the rifle volley um, and kind of going through what I would consider to be a little bit of a day in the military, you know, just for that hour or so, um, you know, National Guard uh, represented and, and civilians. And, uh, and the program is really special. I mean, not just the fact that we know all the flags, you know, donned on the on the graves and the memorials, but uh, the program itself and, you, you know, you have the Boy Scouts out there. Um, you know, just for me, you know, I'm looking at taps and I'm thinking, geez, I, I can't even, I can't even go there and hear the rifle volley and taps. I mean, I can, but, um, these are special things. They have a lot of meaning, um, to everyone that's served. They should have a lot of meaning, um, to our citizens. Um, but you can, you can be rest assured it's going to be done right. Um, any special events kind of, I guess the, the reading really, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, those that have passed on over the last year, and then um, at night it sounds like you'll do a vigil where you're you're reading off the names. Yeah, we do that by candlelight. Uh, the Blue Star Moms um, are involved in, in distributing the candles and lighting them for uh, the service. And and it, it, um, it, it's kind of like you were talking about taps and uh, and uh, the rifle volleys and things of emotion that, that carries there. And I'd have to say, too, the national anthem is something that, that does that. And, and then I always, I always try to tell everyone that, um, that the Pledge of Allegiance is, is something that we sometimes often uh, recite um, subconsciously, so to speak, and, and don't really think about what you're saying. So as we're saying the pledge, hopefully that, that everyone there uh, has an opportunity to think about what that truly means. Well, well said, Greg. I have to chime in. Well said on that one. I, I think that, you know, if you're not a believer in it or you haven't really thought about it, you know, I'd encourage you to go home, uh, write it down, and really slowly look through it and the words in there and understand that, you know, it is a foundational principle, the Pledge of Allegiance, about being an American. Right, right. 
Well, you have a you have three great programs um, set up. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, is there a place people can go and donate to you if you take donations, or is it just come, get out to the events? Well, we'd, we'd like uh, we would like to get back to um, um, our full fledged event. We usually have um, three or four hundred people at what you have. Uh, the last couple of years have been pretty a um, lot less than that. Um, Lincoln Memorial gets two to two to four hundred people. Uh, we had a record crowd though last year at at um, the Beth Gardens. We'd like to have a couple three hundred people out there. Uh, bring your own chairs. There are some some seating there, but uh, they fill up pretty quickly. So we we'd ask you to bring your own chairs. Uh, the most important thing is 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 bring your children because it's an extremely teaching moment that we go through. Um, and we just need your presence there so that you can stand with us honor and remember our veterans. Absolutely. Uh, Greg Osborne, I want to thank you so much for coming on Drive Time Lincoln. Well, Jack, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to be here. And uh, from, from my deepest heart, I thank you for your service. And I thank you for giving Lincoln Memorial Band Service Association the opportunity to be on your show today. Absolutely. All right, folks. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right. Uh, big appreciation to um, Greg Osborne, the co chair of the Lincoln Memorial Day Observance Association. Uh, they have three events on Memorial Day, May 30th, coming up. Um, Really great programs. Uh, Wyoka Cemetery at 8.30, about an hour per program. Uh, then at 11.30, Lincoln Memorial Park and Funeral Home. And Veterans Memorial Garden in Antelope Park at 7.30. Um, that'll be followed by, um, well, in the middle of that program, they'll have a candlelight where they actually recognize veterans since last Memorial Day that have passed on. But again, Memorial Day is what we're talking about today. I uh, think that uh, it's always important that first we know, know that the holiday is, is for those that have given the ultimate sacrifice. It's pretty doubtful that most people have served through the generations for any length of time and haven't lost a squad mate, a teammate, or someone uh, that they knew. Uh, of course, when we have conflict, uh, we have a lot more. Uh, but again... Um, in the end of the day, in our American history, our defense is why we're free. And uh, the second line right is our first responders, police, fire and rescue. So there's a close tie there. And I think that uh, this is a good weekend. Have a good time. But also remember, it is a memorial to those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And we'll talk about that more when we come back. 1,499 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins. On the voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. Again, shout out to uh, Greg Osborne, who's on uh, first segment from the Lincoln Memorial Day Observance Association. Uh, three big events um, on Memorial Day here in Lincoln, 8.30 a.m. at Wyuka Funeral Home and Cemetery. Uh, 11.30 a.m. at Lincoln Memorial Cemetery, 8, 8 p.m., 7.30, if you will, at Veterans Memorial Garden in Antelope Park. Um, it's actually really cool to look at the list. I, I went through them a little bit. 
Lincoln Fire and Rescue, Lincoln Police Department participating, um, you know, pipe and drums. You got the national anthem, Pledge of Allegiance, uh, invocation, prayers, right? Uh, you have National Guard representation with Major General Daryl Bohack uh, speaking at uh, the first two events, uh, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, VFW, um, Memorial uh, Riders, if you will, which, by the way, I my God, if that isn't the most American thing ever when um, riders come out in mass, um, whether it be at a funeral for a veteran or any of these events, uh, there's just something powerful about that. And I think very American, right? Uh, very American. But, uh, yeah, if you've never been to one of these events, go out and, and see how it's done and, and see the respect that's given uh, to remember our fallen and the people, again, that have given the ultimate sacrifice. My point, uh, even Sandra Washington is out there, city council, and you, you see many other organizations I'm probably missing, but uh, my point is the city's coming together, and I like that. I like when we can come together and and do the right thing certainly on memorial day to remember um but you know on other issues and so you, every day you wake up you never know it's a new start right like i know for me and the teammates i lost and all the stories and people i knew in my time in service you know uh, every day that i wake up is a new day to go hopefully do something good right because that didn't happen to me and um and you know i don't have to understand the reason i'm here but I have a new day can make the world a little bit better place. And I think if we all could kind of get there, maybe something like this helps, you know, jumpstart that each day. You can find something to jumpstart and solve problems to make the world a better place. I will say this, uh, Johnny, what day we on the, the, uh, committee was monitoring Facebook people, which is interesting to me, right? Like I, I, I comment a little bit on Facebook, and so last night I did because the committee said uh, people were excited about hearing your exploratory committee. Day thirty-three. Day thirty-three. Johnny keeps track of the. I don't. I don't think anybody else on the committee keeps track of the day because they're just working in their expertise at looking at these things. But uh, people certainly concerned about safety this week, and uh, it, it it was interesting for me and a non-politician to see people actually excited about, um, you know or have faith, I guess, that maybe I could do that job. But that's why we explore, to find out. Um, right now, I just want to focus on Memorial Day, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, Corporal Dagan Page, um, 23-year-old Marine. You're going to find that I have deep respect for the Marine Corps. If anybody asks, I'm going to tell you, and I believe it is the most awesome best whatever word you want to use organization on the planet um marines from the generals down to the corporals just do it right the marines are a heck of a organization uh with truly phenomenal people and it was uh it was a blessing to serve around them for a lot of years but you might remember one of our own in the afghanistan pullout um Corporal Dagan Page um, was one of 13 killed in that suicide bombing at Kabul's airport uh, last year. And uh, certainly a tragedy that um, he and the rest, as well as the operation, really uh, really shocked the nation, I'm going to be honest. And, and I think within the veteran community, 
at least, you know, in the last 10 years, 20 years, those that of us that fought in this war um, was a real struggle, was a real shock. Uh, but more importantly, I want you to know, you know, a little bit about Corporal Page. He served in the 2nd uh, Battalion, 1st Marine Regiment. They were based at Camp Pendleton, uh, close to my home down there in Coronado, California. And, uh, you know, his family and his four siblings uh, lost a great man. We as Americans lost a great man that day. Um, but more than likely, one of the things that always gives me... Um, solace is that i know that the vast majority of people that serve our country especially now uh, they couldn't think of doing anything different or being there those volunteers and and so even though they pass on that is exactly where they wanted to be and, and what they wanted to be doing but i thought from a past article um about dagan page and graduating from millard south i thought there were some really really great words um <laughs> from the family um, to his younger siblings, he was their favorite jungle gym. And to his friends, he was a genuinely happy guy that you could always count on. Uh, to any mother or father, think about that. Wouldn't you want, when the form- formidable part of parenting is done, for people and you to have that opinion of the young children that you're raising to be young women and young men? Um And oftentimes, sometimes it takes tragedy for us to realize that. But again, uh, what a great thing. It said, Dagan will always be remembered for his tough outer shell and giant heart. Our hearts are broken, but we are thankful for friends and family who are surrounding us during this time. Of course, this was um, back when he was being laid to rest. And so, um, you know, I want you to remember that family, that local family. because they go on, you know, living with that sacrifice. And today or this weekend is the time that we stop as a public citizens and remember. And while it's a great weekend with school getting out and travel, you're seeing family and friends. I highly encourage you um, to take time. Maybe just Google in this modern world a story. And read a story of somebody that paid the ultimate sacrifice in service to our country and uh, think about it a little bit. Think about the ages. Think about the family. Think about the unit. Um, and think about that. what, what that means for us. And, and one of the things I would say is to each and every American, myself included, are you, are you living up to, are you using that sacrifice to the best of your ability? Are you living up to... And are you using that sacrifice to the best of your ability? Because there's a lot of places, the majority of them on this planet, where you don't even get that chance. So it's good to remember. So I read this story last year. I'm going to go over it again because I just, it's, to me, it's very powerful. I mean, I was in the area when this happened. Um, so, I, you know, it, it just sticks out to me um, from a Marine unit. Um, <laughs> the one nine, the Walking Dead, and the two eight, um, in Ramadi, Iraq, in two thousand eight, and uh, General Kelly, who went on to be quite a famous Marine general, and then his own son passed away in service to our country, uh, has given this speech because he was the commanding general at the time, and I think again it goes to 
gen- it talks over generations about uh, these two Marines, Corporal Jonathan Yale and uh, George- Lance Corporal Jordan Harder. Um, but uh, both those Marines were 22 and 20 years old, respectively, uh, one from each battalion of the 1-9 uh, Walking Dead and the 2-8. Both units were switching out of Ramadi in a normal uh, rotation. And they both uh, had watch at a gate of an outpost that had a makeshift barracks that housed uh, 50 Marines. The same broken-down ramshack building was also home to 100 Iraqi police. At that time, we were in the uh, train, advise, and assist, if you will, and we were really building up the Iraqi police and Iraqi army to you know, take control and, and create law and order in their cities. Uh, my men and our allies in the fight against terrorists in Ramadi, along with the Iraqi police, a city until recently was the most dangerous city on earth and owned by Al-Qaeda. Yale was a dirt-poor, mixed-race kid from Virginia with a wife and a daughter and a mother and a sister who lived with him, and he supported them as well. He did this on a yearly salary of less than $23,000. Harder, on the other hand, was a middle-class white kid from Long Island. They were from two completely different worlds. Had they not joined the Marines, they would never have met each other or understood that multiple Americas exist simultaneously, depending on one's race, education level, economic status, and where you might have been born. But they were Marines, combat Marines, forged in the same crucible of Marine training, and because of this bond, they were brothers, as close or closer than if they were born to the same woman. Their mission orders they received from the sergeant, squad leader, I'm sure were were something like this. Okay, you two clowns, stand this post and let no authorized personnel or vehicles pass. Are you clear? I'm also sure Yale and Harder then rolled their eyes and said in unison something like, Yes, sergeant. (laughs) Oh, the, the heart of a volunteer. With just enough attitude that made the point without saying the words. No kidding, sweetheart. We know what we're doing. They then relieved the other two Marines on watch and took up their post at the entry control point of Joint Security Station Nasser in the Sophia section of Ramadi Al-Ambar, Iraq. A few minutes later, a large blue truck turned down the alleyway, perhaps 60, 70 yards in length, and sped its way through the serpentine concrete jersey walls. The truck stopped just short of where the two were posted and detonated, killing them both catastrophically. 24 Brick masonry houses were damaged or destroyed. A mosque 100 yards away collapsed. The truck's engine came to rest 200 yards away, knocking most of a house down before it stopped. Our explosive experts reckon the blast was made of 2,000 pounds of explosives. Two died, and because these two young infantrymen didn't have it in their DNA to run from danger, they saved 150 of their Iraqi and American brother-in-arms. When I read the situation report about the incident a few hours after it happened, I called the regimental commander for details, as something about this struck me as different. Marines dying or being seriously wounded is commonplace in combat. We expect Marines, regardless of rank or military occupational specialty, to stand their ground and do their duty, and even die in the process if that's what the mission takes. But this just seemed different. The regimental commander had just returned from the site, and he agreed, but reported that there were no American witnesses to the event, just Iraqi police. I figured if there was any chance of finding out what actually happened and then to decorate the two Marines to acknowledge their bravery and sacrifice, I'd have to do it as a combat award that requires two eyewitnesses, and we figured that the bureaucrats back in Washington would never buy Iraqi statements. 
If it had any chance at all, it had to come under the signature of a general officer. I traveled to Ramadi the next day and spoke individually to half a dozen Iraqi police, all of whom said the same story. The blue truck turned down the alley and immediately sped up as it made its way through the serpentine concrete jersey barriers. They all said we knew immediately what was going on as soon as the two marine uh, as soon as the two marines began firing. The Iraqi police then related that some of them also fired and then to a man ran for safety just prior to the explosion. All survived, many were injured, some seriously. One of the Iraqis elaborated with tears welling up and said They'd run like any normal man would to save his life, right? What he didn't know until then, he said, and what he learned that very instant was Marines are not normal. Choking past the emotion, the Iraqi said, Sir, in the name of God, no sane man would have stood there and done what they did. No sane man. They saved us all. What we didn't know at the time and only learned a couple of days later after I wrote the summary and submitted both Yale and Harder for Navy crosses was that one of the security cameras damage in the initial blast recorded some of the suicide attack. It took exactly six seconds from when the truck entered the alley until it detonated. You can watch the last six seconds of their young lives. Putting myself in their heads, I suppose it took about a second for the two Marines to separately come to the conclusion about what was going on once the truck came into view. Exactly no time to talk it over or call the sergeant to ask what to do. Only enough time to to take half an instant and think about what the sergeant had told them to do only a few minutes before. Let no unauthorized personnel or vehicles pass. The two Marines had about five seconds left to live. It took maybe another two seconds for them to present their weapons, take aim, and open up. By this time, the truck was halfway through the barriers and gaining speed. Here, the recording shows a number of Iraqi police, some of who had fired their AK-47s, now scattering like normal and rational men they were, some running right past the Marines. They had three seconds to live. For about two seconds more, the recording shows the Marines' weapons firing nonstop, the truck's windshield exploding into shards of glass as their rounds take it apart and torn into the body of the SOB who's trying to get past them to kill their brothers, American and Iraqi. Bedded down in the barracks, totally unaware of the fact their lives at the moment depended entirely on two Marines standing their ground. If they had been aware, they would have known they were safe. Because two Marines stood between them and a crazed suicide bomber. The recording shows the truck careening to a stop immediately in front of the two Marines. In all of that instantaneous violence, Yale and Harder never hesitated. By all reports and by the recording, they never stepped back. They never even started to sidestep. They never even shifted their weight. With their feet spread shoulder-width apart, they leaned into the danger, firing as fast as they could and working their weapons. They had only one second to live. The truck explodes. The camera goes blank. Two young men go to their God. Six seconds. Not enough time to think about their families, their country, their flag, or about their lives or their deaths. But more than enough time for two very brave young men to do their duty into eternity. This is the kind of people who are on watch all over the world tonight for you. These are the type of people that have sacrificed that we remember on Memorial Day. I hope that story as well as uh, Corporal Dagan Page's sacrifice reminds you of the importance and the type of individuals that we have out there tonight. I would extend that 
to our police and fire rescue because they are all that same type of individual. And for one day, one weekend, we can take a little time to remember a story about someone who's given the ultimate sacrifice for all of our freedom. Those are tough stories, but they're humbling, they're heroic. I think, as we said earlier with Greg Osborne from the Lincoln Memorial Day Observance Association, if you have time to go out to Wyuka on Memorial Day, the program starts at 8.30. There's another uh, program at 11.30 at Lincoln Memorial Park, and then one at 7.30 running through 8, 8 p.m. as it rolls uh, at Veterans Memorial Garden in Antelope Park. It might be well with your while and gra- worth your while, and Greg said it best. Um, as adults, go and just observe. Bring children. Children need to understand the right historical record of America and the sacrifices. And it starts uh, with us fighting for our freedom against the British. It continues through different conflicts with different objectives and goals. It goes through an expansion west. It goes through a civil war. It goes through two world wars. It goes through fighting for an independent Korea, ultimately getting the South free enough to have an expansion that is so wonderful to see uh, in a place that could have went a lot different. It rolls forward into Vietnam that, while we may not look at it of a military success, you see how many immigrants and impacts across the world um, have happened there. And then you go to go for one and the Somalias and the, excuse me, the Mogadishus um, up into the current global war on terrorism, which frankly probably is not quite over. Um, so freedom isn't free, folks. It's really that simple. And this weekend, take some time to remember our fallen. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. All right, I want to wish everybody a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I want you to think about taking just uh, whatever time you can and, and sitting down. Lots of events here in Lincoln, 830 at Wyuka. 11.30 at Lincoln Memorial and 7.30 at night at Veterans Memorial put on by the Lincoln Memorial Day Observance Association. I want to thank Greg Osmer for coming on the show. Uh, texters and callers and Facebook posters. Longtime listener Mo. Great video of the Memorial Riders along with uh, Corporal Dagan Page's procession. Uh, great post there. Great post. Um, yeah. I mean, just remember. Take a little time. I know it's a very special time for all of us that served, and uh, I think we would all want it to be for you as well. Let's see. On a good note, uh, there is no show. Not a good note that there's no show on Memorial Day, but uh, I got my words confused. On a good note, Tuesday, Brian Blade of the Midwest Wrestling Association will be in. I want to also add, I haven't told you this, so... In your defense, this is news to you, but 
Class of 2022 Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer, Brian Blade. Woo! He's going in uh, next month. Wow, cool. Well, we'll talk about that on Tuesday with him. Uh, a lot of programming changes, and I've wanted to have him on. And uh, like I said, you know, I'm all above board. I'm a big wrestling fan. So, uh, but the, the station was cool to bring Johnny Cadillac in here and be my producer because we always have plenty to talk about off air, um, without a doubt. And I will tell you this uh, the hope of uh, retired. Commander Jack Riggins is that Top Gun Maverick will be so darn good that all of the focus on the entire U.S. military will shift to naval aviators for the next decade. Please be good so that naval aviators can go up into the public psyche, folks. 1,499.3 KLIN.